listener, listener, listener. I was told to mention that uh, so you guys didn't think that we accidentally uploaded the raw audio again, which has been done before. Uh, thanks for tuning in after this little hiatus that To The Top Talk went on. Hiatus? Is it, we, we've had hiatuses in the past. Is it hiatuses? Is it hiatai? I don't know. Um, show's going to be a little bit different now, uh, just like this open opening monologue is right now. Um, but also, it's going to be a lot of the same, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's a new year. It's a new look. It's a new To The Top Talk. Let's get to the show. Welcome to To The Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and Happy New Year. Recording this on January the 2nd from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. Joining me now, and get used to this guy because he's going to be here each and every week, the one and only Patrick Lowry. What up, Pilo? What is going on, Mr. Bailey? How we doing? Feeling good? Happy New Year? We're doing great. We're doing wonderful. I'm doing. I'm doing a lot better because uh, I'm got my got me a little run in. Yeah. Uh, earlier this afternoon, took off my normal two miles that I do around the neighborhood. That turned into a little bit over a 5K. I'm not saying that I'm Jim Cole like yet. Um, that dude ran 49 freaking miles last week, uh, raising money for the ARC, which is incredible. But uh, I did. I I I feel good. Got out. Uh, beautiful weather. Just cracked open a beer. The beer tastes great after a long run. And, um, yeah, man, just uh, glad that you took the reins on all of the other technical stuff the entire day. <laughs> and um, and we, we got this thing rolling, so let's hope that it comes out okay. Yeah, man, uh, I'm excited. Uh, what an opportunity. Uh, big shoes to fill. Um, I know a while back uh, you had mentioned and called me about, about this opportunity and about uh, – you know, maybe stepping in and, and stuff like that. I put some thought behind it. And, and it, it honestly it didn't really take me long to say yes. Uh, I've always been a fan of you guys. And, and I know, uh, super humble, uh, thankful for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to uh, taking over and, and helping out where we can. And, uh, you know, like we said, we got some new things coming. We got a lot planned. We got, uh, some new directions, some new segments and things I'm sure we'll jump into and lots of different uh, things we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but like I said, I am excited to be here uh, and can't wait to get rolling. Awesome. Well, you know, when the seat opened up uh, and I found out that I was going to kind of be running point on this thing, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of people that we know and a bunch of people that will probably pop in on episodes from time to time, but um, you're at the very top of the list. Um First of all, you kind of live in that world anyway, <laughs> work-wise, right. uh, and you've been on the show a few times, too. So people kind of already know a lot about uh, who Patrick Lowry is, Pilo, affectionately known as. Um, right. But for the people that have it, the people that don't know you, I wanted you to kind of give everyone your Southern Miss story, you know, how you became a fan, uh, your your time as a student here. And I know that you, you worked on campus for a while. Um, yep. Just, just let everybody know just, you know, what's going on in Pilo land. How, how'd you get here? Yeah, I mean, uh, gosh, you know, or I guess I could really uh, credit it back to my brother. My, I had an older brother, Chris. Uh, he's two years older than me. He came to Southern Miss um, and actually was a cheerleader here, cheered, all, cheered multiple years uh, on the sidelines. And um, I kind of came up and stayed a couple times with him and kind of fell in love with Hattiesburg, stuff like that. And it wasn't long that wasn't much longer after that, that that TCU game happened. And Ooh. I was still in high school. Um, but I came up on a Thursday night with my dad. We experienced that. And I think that laid the groundwork for me to kind of become just this fanatical fan. And I think since that game, uh, I've missed – maybe three games in the rocks since that 2003 game. Um, and so, you know, um, 
that fandom kind of turned uh, into me, you know, meeting my wife here, uh, Lisa. We met at Southern Miss. She's a Hattiesburg native, went to Oak Grove. Her family bleeds black and gold. Uh, so I married right into that. And uh, then, you know, worked at the university for a little while in enrollment management and kind of was helping with admissions and financial aid and stuff like that. And uh, kind of on the kind of got into marketing and, and stuff like that and ended up working in athletics for several years as a designer and creative uh, and really the first full-time photographer that athletics had on staff. It was pretty young in that era to have a full-time graphics person and a full-time photographer. Uh, fast forward to today and we realize how important that is and how everybody has this massive creative team with recruiting graphics yeah. and just the world that we live in how crazy uh, everything moves. So uh, I was kind of on the forefront of that and uh, kind of got out of that and got into what I'm doing now, uh, kind of a creative director and doing marketing and design for an outstanding company in Horn. Uh, and so I was able to kind of become a fan again. I remember what that was like. And then, you know, we moved back to Hattiesburg. And I think I just got connected with you guys uh, doing some graphics and stuff for the podcast. And that evolved into t-shirt design. And then, you know, we hit a home run with the Superback shirt. And we all know that how that story happened at Law Tech. And we made those shirts, they exploded. And then I think that kind of started the relationship down the road with Coach Hall and um, kind of cranking out t-shirts. We all know what happened during baseball season this past year. And the momentum we had <laughs> with the rally cat and the rally paddle and all that stuff that happened. Uh, and so it just kind of kept evolving and I cannot wait. Uh, it's right around the corner to happen again. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and talking about being the photographer at Southern Miss, I think you might still have the scar to prove it from, uh, from the line drive baseball that you took up against the, <laughs> up against the dugout yeah. over there. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where actually coach Barry gave me his skull helmet, uh, because I had to see, he, he said, if you're going to be out here, you got to wear a helmet because, uh, <laughs> thanks to Tim Lynch and his late, uh, swings on pitches, he liked to foul them over to that dugout. Uh, and you know, after I left, they decided to get those camera whales, which I'm still on Jack Duggan and, uh, the marketing team and communications team about putting me a plaque up. I think they should be named after me as many baseballs as I took to the head, and to the <laughs> ankle, uh, trying to capture some photos, but I have officially retired from baseball photography. I am no more for sure. Right. Um, and you mentioned the, uh, TCU game. Uh, kind of uh, being your 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 first taste of uh, of real action at the Rock, you know. I mean, I came in at a great time too. I got here in '97, right? Oh man! So talk about really kind of getting here uh, at, at I want to say the peak of of Southern Miss uh, football, and and it, it kind of was, but that, it was also kind of right in the middle of it, you know, uh, that springboard right. um, at least for the next 10, 10 years or so. So that was cool. Um, it's it's got to be something like that to get people involved, and then once you get involved, man, it just gets in it gets it in you, you know, and, and you've got to do it. I know, you know, you're an Eagle Club member, um, uh, season ticket holder in most sports, and um, I think you know, jumping off points like you and I had, um, kind of lead itself to that, and maybe a lot of people just graduating uh, recently from Southern Miss, they're kind of coming in at a pretty good time too, because I'm, I mean, we got three sports rocking and rolling. The yep. same damn time. I'm not sure if that has, if that's ever happened while I've been around. It has been a while since I feel like we have. It feel like we've been really good in one of the three big sports, and then uh, for us to be clicking, uh, you know, with upward trajectory in football. Obviously, baseball we're still riding the wave, and uh, you know, with football we're just beating the green wave. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> But excited. I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what it feels like. I was th I actually thought that the last basketball game we had uh, against App State, I, I was kind of looking across at that student section and kind of thinking about because we were one of the I was one of the original loonies, Larry's loonies with Coach Ustasty. Mm -hmm. uh, and man, just just that excitement of, you know, obviously we've been down for several years with basketball, but just the energy back in, in Reed Green. Um, 
I mean, there's some of my favorite moments uh, during my student career uh, was being in Reed Green and it just being absolutely nuts in there. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for 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 all the faults that the Reed Green has, uh, when, when it's full or even like half full, a lot of those faults uh, go out the window because it gets loud. I don't know something the acoustics in there, or I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, it's the circle with the rectangle in the middle of it, and all that, and make whatever joke joke that you want to. But the damn place gets crazy loud. It's, yeah, it's there really were moments cool. in App State during the game when it really it was flashes of that. Well, thirty two hundred in there, right? Right. Right. That's 32, yeah. which is, it's it still reads, I think, that the place holds 8,300 people. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Back in the day, in, in, in the uh, in the late Eustachian days, and definitely the two Tyndall years, um, you know, you would have an announced crowd of 6,800. I'm looking around going. Where could you fit two more thousand people? <laughs> I mean, there's no chance in hell you can get that many more in here. I mean, you right. might see an open spot here or there, and you got to figure that guy's going to the bathroom or whatever, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe when they put the little, the huts over there, the shooting houses, as I like to call them, where the media sits, um, maybe that took away a lot of the, a lot of the, um, a lot of the numbers. But anyway, um, but yeah, man, you mentioned the, you mentioned the t-shirts. So you've been the whole day today, you've been uh, sitting at the computer trying to get everything switched over. Um, there's so much technical stuff that you would call and ask me and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You better Google it or call Jamie. I have no idea, but right. but uh, did you did you go, did you get anything done as far as um people want to go get the show now? Do they still go to this? Do they still go to Apple? Do they still go to uh, where they normally get podcasts? How is that? Is that still a work in progress? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're in the process of, of that. But uh, as of right now, as we're recording this, we should be uh, once we publish, we should be available on Apple. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, where else? I guess uh, maybe Google Podcast and uh, Anchor, which is a Spotify platform as well. So I think we're slowly adding a couple of more uh, once everything kind of gets switched over. But as of right now, the major, from looking at some of our analytics, the majority of our listeners come through Apple and Spotify. So I think we're hitting... We're hitting those for sure, so uh, I think we're in a good spot. But again, it's, it's bear with us during the transition. If, if something doesn't look right, let us know. Reach out to us on on social. Send us a DM. Uh, we're out there uh, and let us know, and uh, we will definitely get it fixed. Right, and and as far as uh, you know, how the show is going to be now in the in the open, we kind of mentioned that. Some things are going to stay the same. Uh, some things are going to change. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a little fresher. I mean, look, honestly, it got to the point to where Shane and Jamie and I could just show up with nothing and knock out an episode. And, and, and it, it, I think it, it remained relevant. People kind of knew the flow of the show. We're going to get that. Um, but, you know, through the years, started off with just Jamie. And I was a guest from time to time. Uh then, then I was a part of the show for, for always. And then Shane came along the last couple of years and, uh, we had to, to, to get our, our flow down and our timing and just got to be second nature. Uh, we've had several guests, uh, former players, coaches, fans of Sutter Miss, Pilo, we mentioned you've been on before. Um, mm -hmm. so, so a lot of that is the same stuff, but you know, so you might be asking yourself as a listener, what's going to be different? Um, and even though we don't have it set in stone yet, this is going to be a, a living and breathing show. Uh, it's, it's definitely not going to be cookie cutter. Uh, Pilo and I have real big boy jobs. And this is a hobby, 1,000%. <laughs> that just happens, you know, but with Pilo here, uh, we've already got great graphics and, and we've got great, uh, Jamie's done an outstanding job forever, um, really teaching himself how to do all of those things. Pilo is, is like a, like, um, you're, you're a trained assassin with, uh, with graphics and, um, and with putting out those things like that damn, uh, rally cat shirt, man, that's still one of my favorite t-shirts of all time. Um, so, so, but what is going to be different? Well, uh, we're going to have some new segments. Um, there's going to be a to the top talk mail bag. You might want to jot this down. Um, to the top talk at gmail.com. 
any questions you might have during the week uh, when you're driving around, if you heard something on the show that was incorrect, uh, yeah, I get it. I didn't do much research, but go ahead. Let me know about it. Um, like some questions. Sports, comment. Right? Yeah. Spring yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah, spring sports. Um, any questions, comments, concerns, um, just if you want to tell us how awesome we are, that would be great. Drop a line on the email. And more than likely, it'll be included on the show. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, we might have zero emails come through, or we might have 150 emails. If it's 150, they're not all making the show. Um, but, and you and I have talked about uh, some of the other segments that we're probably going to include. And really, we're right. stealing. We're stealing from other shows we listen to that we enjoy. Um, yep. We had mentioned having a snake draft uh, segment on random topics. Maybe that's something that you can throw in the email. If you're a listener and you're like, I wonder what these guys are thinking about. Oh, I don't know. Uh, television shows that are on right now. Right. or Top five shows. Or, top five yeah. uh, concession stand items at the peak. Anything like hear, that. you want to hear us kind of snake drive back and forth, let us know. And let us know ahead of time. Because I'm actually going if, to, if you don't let me know ahead of time, I'm just going to go blank. You're going to mention it, and I'm going to go blank. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Past hot dog, I have, I have nothing to talk about with a concession. Um, <laughs> rapid fire questions with special guests. We're going to get back to doing a lot more uh, guest-oriented um, interviews. I, that's one of my favorite things that I've done since I've uh, been on the show. And I mentioned it on our signing off episode that just all these, I mean, just, you know, the... the um, just elite the uh, royalty of Southern Miss. I've I've interviewed a lot of them, <laughs> and uh, it is really cool picking their brain, trying to you know figure out how the hell did Jeff Cook hit a lot of home runs? He's not that big, um, and, and and being able to talk to to all these guys is just fantastic. So that's uh, we're gonna have some rapid fi- rapid fire questions. We're gonna include the guest on that. Um, here's one that a lot of people that know Patrick probably uh, be dialed into foodie talk with Pilo kind of like the whiskey thing that we did with Shane, but foodie talk with Pilo. Uh, do you have any idea how you're going to do that Pilo? Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, uh, I work with a lot of people from the Madison Ridgeland area and I know we have a pretty good alumni base in the Jackson area. And so thinking about segments and things that we wanted to do, um, I know a lot of people come to Hattiesburg and they may just be down here for a game day or something like that, or want to know what's going on in the Hattiesburg area. Uh, and so I, I uh, actually created a Instagram, uh, Hub City underscore Eats, Hub City Eats. Uh, and so I'm actually featuring a lot of local uh, restaurants and kind of giving my spin on places to go, uh, things you got to do, dishes you got to eat places that have good service, places that are local to Hattiesburg, special, make Hattiesburg unique. Uh, and so, like I said, I work with a lot of people in that area. I was always kind of, I'm always talking about Hattiesburg. They know I'm a Hattiesburger through and through. And uh, so eventually they talked me into this, like, hey, we really need to start. You know, we know you're a photographer. We know you probably take pictures of your food like every millennial does. Uh, and so I had, I had all this uh, content and I was just kind of sitting on it. Uh, and so that's something I figured that, you know, some people may be interested in people maybe that are from Hattiesburg or hadn't been to Hattiesburg in a while, haven't seen what Midtown has to option or has to offer, or even what's happening downtown and all the new things that's going on down there. So, uh, I think our, you know, obviously we have a listener base outside of, uh, in the Hattiesburg area, but we also have folks, you know, outside that may get here and just may want to go somewhere that's very Hattiesburg. Uh, and so I hope we can provide, you know, just some recommendations and just some things that's kind of happening around town and, uh, you know, places that, that we think are, are pretty solid. I know that uh, there's a lot of places uh, in that downtown area that that are really starting to surge and starting to get more popular. And, um, I mean, anything we can do to help out Toby in the city of Hattiesburg, I'm all in. And if you're one of those restaurant owners... Uh, and or managers and you're looking to advertise any of that food that Pilo is going to be tweeting out, uh, you can find us at uh, to the top talk at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, Absolutely. I want to put you on the spot. Absolutely. Real quick. Hey, um, and we are not past doing is, a live show, uh, live recording. 
setting up, posting up, going That's live coming. and giving you guys plenty mm-hmm. of shout outs. Right. So I'm going to put you on the spot. It's going to be a foodie spot. Uh-oh. And I just jotted this down while we were talking. Um, so I hope you know your, your stuff here. Um, I'm just going to ask you for a top three restaurants in the Hattiesburg area. So that can be West Hattiesburg. That can be Midtown. That can be Downtown. Okay. Top three restaurants in Hattiesburg for nachos. For nachos. Okay. Easily. Ooh. Okay. Number one, I got to go with the hog mahogany bar at Crescent city. Uh, nachos. Uh, fried jalapenos on top. You can add your protein, whether that's like beef, ground beef, crawfish, shrimp, solid. And if you're there between happy hour, which I think is like three to seven during the week, it's half price. So you're getting like two for one well drinks hmm. uh, and half price appetizers, which is mine and one of mine and Lisa's favorite things to do during the week. Kind of get away and do a date night is go there. Yeah. Half price appetizers, two for one drinks. It's fantastic. Hard to beat. I've so met you. I gotta put that uh, in one. Yeah, I think Katie and I came and met you one time. You and Lisa up at uh, El Rio. El Rio or Rio? Yes, El Rio. Yeah, Rio. Yeah, uh, it's, Which, same as the Hog. Right well, you know, it's I mean, same building. Yeah. All right. So number right. one, the Hog. Who you got in the two spot? Man, I think Robert St. John might do a clean sweep. Um, any other places number two i got to go with ed's burger joint the buffalo chicken nachos i think are a home run i have an image of them on my instagram uh they are fantastic i mean so much chicken if you're a buffalo person if you like buffalo sauce some people aren't into spicy Mm -hmm. uh so if you like the buffalo i think i think that's the way to go that's got to be number two for me and man, am I really going to give all three to Robert St. John? <laughs> hmm. What is that? Well, lots of I mean, I think I got to. I, I mean, because it's because it's so specific and niche to nachos, I think I'm going to have to. I mean, the tin can nachos, A, are fantastic and could feed like a family of four. Uh but B, the presentation when they bring it out of that can and kind of spiral it out on the plate, it's worth the price. Uh, the price of that's a Del Rio, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So you can go right there to Crescent City and be between three of the best nachos <laughs> and not even, have to, not even have to move your car. I mean, what an experience. I'm going to have to give a uh, some honorable mention here. And you, you're the foodie. You know this way more than I do. But yeah, and I do one of fresh on my mind. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, one's fresh on my mind because we just had it last night. Um, but but the first one I wanted to mention was 4-3 Bar. I mean, I think it's the best bar, bar food in town. Um, yes. And uh, that, that's kind of our go-to spot over there. But the ones we had last night, uh, we stopped into Glory Bound. And they're the pita chips. Right, I oh, uh, just got the ground beef on them, but uh, but 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 the pita chips add a little bit extra to that, and um, and they were fantastic. Will Taylor over at Glory Bound does a fantastic job, so those, those would be they probably would have made your top five or top ten. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, lots absolutely. lots of good places to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, anyway, <laughs> off on a on a tangent there, but that's what foodie with pillows, foodie talk with pillows, probably going to be a lot like I would assume. So. Yeah, you'll have some of that, um, and and we are going to get back to doing more interviews. Um, there will be more full length interviews where you can just you know just kick it, uh, get back and and um, just just sometimes they go twenty five minutes, sometimes they go an hour and a half, and I'm like I got to get the hell out of here, uh, just because it's that interesting. Um, more of those walking around interviews. Jamie and I did a little bit of that on the last uh, f- for the bowl game. Yep, and and. They are, I think everybody likes them, um, you know, so we're going to try to do more of that kind of stuff. I know there's some more editing involved. I think uh, that number one, not that I'm going to lean on you for like a hundred percent of that. Uh, hopefully you can teach me how to do <laughs> a lot of that. Um, I know that I do know that it is a little bit more time consuming, but uh, they're really cool. So from time to time, I think we're going to do it. Um, 
know, we had thrown this around, possibly doing a segment uh, live from the roost coming up pretty soon. Uh, you know, I've got the platform that sits on top of the Jeep uh, down there in the roost. And, you know, whoever's with us at that time will sit up on the roost, on, on the platform on top of the Jeep and then just, you know, do a segment. Um, so yeah. I, I think that would be cool. I mean, I'm already seeing a potential T-shirt live from Spot 39. I mean, does it get any better? <laughs> right. Uh, you, you know, you get on there, you get a T-shirt. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, and and you mentioned the live shows with uh, with video from time to time as well. I've, I'm in the works with a friend of mine, and and he has all of the equipment. Uh, what, what he does not have a lot of is availability. A lot of times, your best ability is availability, below And you know, whenever this guy's available, hopefully about once a month, um, I, I I'd love to do that. I'd love to do a live show uh, where people can come up and who who knows, sit in on a segment, um, tell us how bad we are, whatever they want to do. Um, but we're looking to do a little bit of video. It's where it is right now. There's a lot of people going to that YouTube and to uh, these live video streams. Yep, and the perfect place that I think is just Fourth Street Bar again. It's like the mecca of, of Southern Miss memorabilia uh, on the walls. And if you're, I mean, hell, it's right there. It's basically on campus. So uh, that would probably be a place where we could do something like that. And I think that it would be pretty neat. Um, and of course, we're gonna keep, the, we you know we're gonna keep the same recap of Southern Miss events, previews of what's coming up. Um, I know Twitter spaces have become an interesting avenue. We haven't done one of those yet. Um, we won't be the first to do one of these, but it's a new way to get content out there. And that's a possibility. And another thing I wanted to mention real quick is that, you know, when we first started this thing, there wasn't one. Right? Uh, or I say we. When Jamie first started it, it, it was it was the only one there. So um, right. in some ways, we're, we kind of kicked it off, I think. Um and uh, and there, there, there's so many more out there that there's many places to get the content. So uh, we're going to jump right in there <laughs> and not only do what we've been doing, but, you know, piggyback off of some other people, too, because they damn sure piggied off us, uh, piggybacked off us from time to time. Um, but one thing that will never change, and you got my word on this, is that To The Top Talk will always remain a break from all of the high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media we're gonna do our best to keep it conversational keep it entertaining and keep it southern miss um the show is going to be me and patrick uh for the most part um but somebody else will be sitting in that third spot from time to time and who knows that could be a player that could be a coach that could be a diehard fan that could be um some dude that we met uh that night right before we went live at the bar who knows um, but it's going to be cool, and we're going to keep it that way. Uh, the finger will remain firmly on the pulse of Southern Miss athletics and that of the Southern Miss fan base. All right. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, dude. It's uh, This is going to be kind of a, it's going to be a shorter episode than most, I think, just because we're, we're introducing and we're telling people what's going on. Uh, we'll get to it a, a little bit of basketball here in a minute. But um, I mean, what, what do you think, Pilo? You think we can handle this thing? Man, I'm fired up. Uh, just just the opportunity to to be here, to sit in this chair, uh, and to talk about Southern Miss. I mean, it's something that I feel like I'm talking about anyway. I know I'm talking with you guys. We're uh, texting about it. And, and like we said earlier, I think, you know, uh, Dr. Joe Paul is president now. Uh, all the three major sports rolling. It's an exciting time to be around Southern Miss. Uh to be in the Hattiesburg area. Uh, like I said, I, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. It's really not that long until we're sitting out in the, in the, in the roost. Uh, I mean, literally, you know, 40, 45 days uh, away and, and, and we're there. Uh, hopefully into the late, late summer uh, in the postseason. So a uh, lot happening and, you know, um, Let's get going. Absolutely. Well, with all that being said, that's been like, oh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes of us talking about what the show is probably going to look like. Uh, yep. So let's get to a little bit of actual action. 
Man, basketball's back. We mentioned Reed Green earlier, how cool it is, starting to rock again. Um, but basketball, dude, Jay Ladner and, and, and the guys, 13-2 uh, and two overall, 2-0, and oh, and the Sun Belt. Uh, I think last week we averaged around 3,200, if not a tick more, um, fans uh, at, at, the, at those two conference games. And that's without any students on campus, um, of course, because I don't Students are out for break. Um, but, yeah, man, we beat Troy. We beat App State. We even tailgated for one of the games, for the App State game. I've never tailgated for a game before. Some of the players rolled up outside of – we're right there on the south entrance. I don't know what the name of that road is, but it's the south entrance leading straight up to Reed Green Coliseum. Um, that's the road that we got our parking K. pass James, on. It's I next believe. to – is it K. James? Okay. Uh, the one with the natatorium on one side and yep. the uh, Dubard School on the other side. So yeah, we, we set up a um a tailgate out there. Some players were, were coming in. I saw Pinkney roll up, I saw Ryder roll up, I saw Danaje Harris. Anyway, they were just kind of looking at us like the hell? <laughs> you know? Um and I mean I, I think they've I think they've gotten used to to more people showing up in Reed Green. Um but uh, but but yeah, man, it was it was really cool being back. I know that you and Lisa were out of town for the Thursday game, right? But came in back for for the App State game. So just gonna hit on that Troy game real quick. Um, yeah. It was tough, man. Uh, did you watch it on TV? Yeah, yeah, we kept up with it. Yep. Okay, okay. So this game was close the whole way. Uh, Sixty-four to sixty, Sutter Miss wins. Um, Troy's pretty good, right? Uh, that they. If, those of you who follow along with Southern Miss, uh, like we do, uh, know that Montana we played earlier this season and they gave us everything that we wanted. Well, Troy beat those guys by about the same score, you know. So you got to figure. Well, that's a pretty good um, measuring stick. And 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 they they also beat Florida State. I know Florida State's not great this year, but that's still something to hang your hat on. I think anytime you can beat a team like Florida State, Definitely. and they took Arkansas to the wire. Um, Arkansas's top ten team. Um, I think the final score they lost by 13 points, but the game was super close the entire time uh, up there in Fayetteville. So, so the point is, Troy's pretty damn good, um, and it took, we knew it was going to take the, the kind of effort that we ended up getting uh, f- for us to win the game. Crawley uh, went for 17 points, six rebounds, five steals. Uh, Hase. 16 points, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks. Denajay Harris, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 1 block. And we have talked about this before with Jamie and Shane, but uh, Pilo, talk about Denajay Harris just a little bit. This guy, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay how I felt about him as a player uh, last year or the year before. Yep. Um, but, man. Something has clicked for Denage, and he's a he's just an he's just a different player out there. He's, he's like an he's an animal in there. Uh, he yeah. is Dennis Rodman. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he it's like the guy is so. I would say he's way more athletic than Rodman was, but uh, it's it seems like he could put a football uniform on and play tight end for Will Hall starting tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. He looks the part. Uh, he's extremely athletic, and obviously in incredible shape uh and it seems like i mean he just is always around the basket and either getting that put back or uh fighting and man he just he looks good doing it uh he looks comfortable with the ball in his hands and his progression from last year to this year has been exponential uh it's exciting to see the growth uh of all the bigs i mean i i think uh all of our big guys are playing well. They're aggressive, uh, and man, it's it's just exciting to see. We needed it. We needed that big body that's athletic that can that can move. And when he's in there, um, our lineup looks strong, top to bottom. Yeah, another big body. Uh, DeAndre Pinkney went for ten points, six rebounds, and a block, and um, yeah, man, these big guys they're just, they're going to get balls like like. Yeah. like uh, last year, in particular, I know we, we played bad, right? Last there's no, we were bad, we we're very bad. We we're a very bad basketball team. We didn't do anything very well. Um, and this year, somehow, we have just. You talk about a, a, a 
300 or I guess 180 degree turnaround, um, mainly through the portal. It's like, you know, Jay Ladner hit on, we got nine new guys and he hit on every one of them. Yep. Every single one of these guys. Uh, if, if uh, I don't, I don't know that, I mean, that's the equivalent of like making, you play a lot of golf. That's the equivalent of like going out one day and like not missing a putt. <laughs> You're like, how'd you putt today? I, I putted it 18 times. You know, that's, that, I mean, he was, he was a hundred percent getting these new guys. Um, Seems like it's impossible. And on top of that, guys like Denage and Pink that stuck around and, you know, practiced their ass off in the gym all summer long. Yep. have gotten better. So it's, it's a cool thing to watch, man. If you hadn't gotten out yet, this La Familia thing is real. These guys believe in each other. Um, they even, I look, even okay, the Troy game. Here's something we didn't do well. Uh, we went two of sixteen from three point range, right? How many mm-hmm. times in the last I don't know forever could you go two for sixteen from three point range, especially with how the game's being played today, and come away with a victory, right? Yep, yep. Um, to put that in a little bit more perspective, Troy made eight threes total, also total. So they had six more threes than we did, but seven of those eight threes that they made came in the second half. But they're still outscored by Southern Miss in the second half by one point. So I mean, you could take literally take their best shot, uh, and, and and you can have a, a good opponent come in and, and give you their best shot, and you can still uh, take control of the game. Um, you know when you're not shooting the ball well, that's right. that's great. And look, the crowd's got something to do with that. Uh, we had 16 turnovers total. Swear to God, the three of those turnovers at least were 100% because of the crowd. Yep, 100%. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know how that came across on TV, but, man, it, it gets it gets loud. It gets yeah. loud in that joint. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I can definitely was really speak cool. to that yeah, um, during the App State game for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just kicked around. And we get that turnover, get a quick basket, lock down on defense. We're pressuring full court, get that turnover, kick it out. That three is busted. We've scored five points in like 10 seconds, and we have the other team on their heels. Sure. I mean, it is it is just a moment where I feel like, A, this team doesn't get down very much. After watching basketball a lot, uh you know, over the years, it's rare for us to get down a lot of points just because of how well we play defensively. We just don't let other teams kind of make big runs on us. Uh, but if we are down, it's 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 quick. It, we can get right back in a game, you know, with that turnover, hit a shot, get a stop, turnover, make a shot. And we just take higher percentage shots. I think that's why our shooting percentage for the year has got to be uh, way improved over last year. I mean, obviously that's probably goes without saying, but I think that's a lot because we're just taking higher percentage shots, uh, making better passes, getting that open look, or kicking it to the guy underneath the basket, making a cut. You know. Oh, the the passing is is a thousand percent better. I mean, everything's better than last year with some of these passes. Right. It's it's. It's 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 unreal, and it's from people that you might not expect if you come out to the game. Um, talking about App State, another solid crowd, despite the absence of the students and the pep band. The pep band adds a lot to specifically the college basketball experience. They hadn't been there. Um, we got this thing rolling despite those two things. Won this game seventy six to seventy, and it was six and a half point spread. By the way, I don't know how the hell Vegas does it because um, we're up. Oh my gosh! I um, 20, I forget the exact number that we were up. I think at one point. Uh, up, yeah, 21, 22 points at one point, and then it was like three or four minutes to go, up yep. like eleven, and then they just could not. They didn't hit the rim for a while. It was just straight nut from wherever they threw it up. I, when I said uh, they, I mean the uh, the App State um, Mountaineers. Um, so Southern Miss trailed by three points at halftime. The refs were bad. We booed them off the floor into the tunnel. And I don't – I say I don't always blame refs. I probably do. But this was just ridiculous. <laughs> that one that one guy in particular, yeah. Yeah. it was bad. You know, on the heels of that Vegas game, 
it felt like, you know, this, that's what was happening, um, again. And, um, and it wasn't great, but, uh, talk about coaching talk and, and, you know, a lot's been said about a player so far, but you know, we got Jay freaking Ladner, uh, running the offense and we got Cardona running the defense. We came out in that second half and outscored the Mountaineers 46 to 37. Yep. That's an ass whooping. And that's a lot more points than we normally score. Um, well, I, I, if you listen um, to the post game, John uh, talked about that to Coach Ladner. And Coach Ladner come out, he came out and said that that first 10 or so minutes of the second half was the best we've looked all season. I mean, we came out on fire and, uh, and just played great on both sides of the ball. And, you know, got way ahead. Um, it was impressive to see, you know, half halftime adjustments, the team respond, and uh, us kind of take control of that game. Right, and w- one of the main reasons we can't get out of here talking about the App State game and not at least mentioning, mentioning uh, Austin Crowley because he just went off. <laughs> um, 30 points, five right. rebounds, three assists, and a block if you need him. Yeah, he did turn it over six times, right? Um, there are some passes that he wants back, and I heard him on the post game as well make mention of that. But, I mean, he made up for it with a great shooting performance, going a total of uh, 10 of 14 from the field, uh, 4 of 7 from three-point range, and 6 of 7 from the line. Uh, All you know, crucial Crowley, throws Talk too. about him for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, those free throws he hit at the end of the game, I mean, we had to make those. He doesn't make those. We, we mm-hmm. probably let them in and win because uh, they were determined to foul instantly, let no time off the clock, and just make us make the free throws. And between he and Hase making the free throws at the end of the game, I thought uh, was clutch. I mean, it's hard to make those free throws when your legs are tired and you know he was as fast as Crowley moves around the court. It's, it's incredible to watch him because it's like everybody else moves in slow motion. And he's doing those cuts around the back to try to get around to hit that three and on the in the wing, and uh, he's always in motion. It's like watching Steph Curry uh, play in the NBA. Uh, I don't watch a lot of it, but hmm. uh, when I do, he he's the same way. It, it's almost like he's uh, on another level. He moves so much to try to get open and get those shots, and and that's what I think of when I see Crowley. Um, and when he gets hot, I mean, I don't like you said. I don't think the ball even touches the net. I mean, it's going in. You know it's going in. The bench knows it's going in. Um, and it's it's what we've needed. It's uh, He can pick you up when we're struggling, and uh, and he is kind of – he was kind of the energy in that second half. No doubt. Uh, Pinckney had a good night. 14 points and five rebounds in just 24 minutes of play. And then Hase, uh, we've mentioned it. But you're going to hear his name a lot. Right, we've got the shirts, uh, the Hase's Posse shirts. Um, yep. Hopefully, we'll get those out and <laughs> into the world at some point. <laughs> Ran into a yep. roadblock or two, but um, uh, Hase thirteen point six rebounds. And you know, th- there was a there was a book out uh, after the um, the Vegas game too. If you're going to beat Southern Miss, you stop Hase. Uh, yep. Every time he touched the ball, there's two guys on him. Um, you know and. But, but here's the deal with Hase is that even though he's the big guy and, you know, if you're just looking at it on paper, you're like, well, he's a guy down low that dominates the paint, which he can do. Um, but he's got this incredible vision. Um, he sees the floor and just makes passes that, frankly, I'm not – I don't know. I, I, I was thinking yeah, I back to – Yeah, I don't know if you heard Ladner. I know I've never seen a big man. Yeah. Yeah, Ladner even told him in the post game. He said, uh, "We ran some plays drawn up for him to shoot the ball, and he was passing it." And he, Ladner, had to tell him, "Like you're supposed to shoot that shot. You're open. Take the shot." Uh, <laughs> and so Ladner's even telling him, "Like, look, this is this is a drawn up play for you. You're open. We need you to take the shot." And he's just so humble and selfless and all about the team, and, and loves to make that extra pass. Uh, it's rare uh, in today's game. Yeah. Right, and, and there's other guys too. Look, I mean, this team is great, and and we're we're going to mention a lot of the usual suspects every game: the Crowleys, the Hases, the Pinkneys. Um, 
But don't forget, um, I mean, Donovan Ivory can start tomorrow, yeah. right? He's one of the better players. He's he's one of the more athletic guys on the team. He's long. He looks mean out there sometimes. Like, you know yep. what? If it comes down to, like, an ISO situation at the end and Donovan Ivory's on the other guy, I feel great. You know, yeah. uh, if we need a big three-pointer, I feel like that guy can do it. Um, Mo freaking Arnold, this guy, another person, another player who has turned just a corner that I'm not sure I ever saw coming. Um, he's doing it at, at a very crucial time right now with uh, Nefty out, Nico Aguirre, another guy that comes off the bench that I feel like, um, I, I really feel like we could take our starting five if they're not doing well, just go like John Calipari used to do with Memphis and be like, you know what? We're putting in a whole new five and not miss a beat. Yeah. Victor Hart yeah. um, is a stud. Love watching Jeffrey Armstrong play. I mean, he's a guy that Man, was how, just mop up duty. Um, App State game. God. He was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, he goes I mean, from the last. Yeah. The, 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 the last couple of years, just strictly mop up duty. And now he's, I mean, I love it when he comes in. I can't I wait too. to watch that guy play D. Yeah. And he's not afraid. He, he's starting to not be afraid to, to put up a shot either. Yeah. So. It's just cool. Yeah, the, it's cool to watch yeah, that guy play. Uh, um, they, it's just such good vision. He makes that pass, uh, can handle it well, can can dribble it around anybody, and and like I said, he, he takes great, he takes good shots. And man, he was critical in those moments in the second half when we needed uh, strong guard play. Uh, Jeffrey Armstrong really, he was fantastic in the post game interview too. He, I mean, what a. What a head on his shoulders. I don't know if he's going to be a coach one day, but, um, man, I just felt like he had that vibe. Looks the part, doesn't he? Oh, man. I mean, sounds the part. I think he could he could start next year. Uh, uh, I think he's going to be uh, fantastic for us. And, and this is what – I think that's what I've told a lot of people about this team. It's like before I think we had five guys and we may have had two more that could sub in. Uh, outside of that, we were pretty thin, but this team, I was like, there's 10 people and it really doesn't matter what mix is out there. Uh, they get it done and there's chemistry. Um, they're exciting to watch. Uh, I can't wait to get back. Um, and the starting, and the, and the starting, and the, yeah, the starting point guards still not even in there. <laughs> right. Right. Unheard of. So, yeah, let's, so let's talk about, so yes, yeah, it did 13 and two and two and zero oh in the belt. Um, what do we got coming up? Well, we got a four-game roadie, and it's going to be tough. Uh, we're going to be at Louisiana Thursday, January the 5th at 7 p.m. We stay in the state of Louisiana and go to Louisiana Monroe on the 7th. Uh, that says to be announced as far as game time. Hmm. Then a huge, huge, huge game at Marshall on January the 12th. Is that the game that got picked up by ESPN2? I believe so, yeah. I know it was Marshall. Okay, we'll check on that and update it. But um, yeah, I will pull that up while, while you're going. But I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Marshall's tough. Um, they're having just as good a season as we are. We're gonna be at Marshall. The secrets out. You know, if you're if you're a fan of Marshall and you, you're thinking, I maybe I don't want to go to that game because Sutter Miss has frankly not been very good the last few years. Well, this is now one you're gonna show up for. I would think. So um, so we'll be at Marshall on Thursday, January the 12th, and then that Saturday, January the 14th, we'll be at Arkansas State, and that'll conclude a four-game road trip. Um, you know, you'd like to think that that, you'd like to think that all the games are winnable, because we're a pretty damn good team, but I mean, going on the road in college basketball is probably one of the harder things to do. I, I know it's hard to go on the road in football and in, in, in any sport, uh, but going in basketball, just for all the things that we mentioned earlier about Reed Green even being half full, it's uh, it's just a it's a different animal. Um, it's a different advantage for every team, and um, and we're not going to be back at the greenhouse until uh, Thursday, January the nineteenth versus South Alabama. So. Yeah, you can't come back off of this roadie. Uh, man, I, I was like, is that the next time we're in Reed Green during the App State game in January 19th? It seems like an eternity. But, uh, yeah, so that so that Marshall game will be on ESPN2. It is an 8 p.m. tip-off, uh, 9 p.m. Okay. East Coast. Okay, so It's going to be late for them, uh, but it will be an 8 p.m. Central time tip. 
Perfect. Uh, should be a good one. If you can come out of that, you know, I think you come out of that three and one, you're in perfect shape, right? But I think I think two and two is extremely doable. And four and zero is doable. But I'm just saying, if we're be, being realistic here and, and playing devil's advocate and all that, then I think if you ask, I think if you ask Leidner right now, hey, three and one, these next four, all on the road. What do you think? Been yeah. traveling half the kind of country, you know. <laughs> I think you'd take three and one, but something to look forward to for sure. And then coming back to uh, coming back to South Alabama. Here's here's the thing about that. I don't know if I can disclose it. I, I tell you what, I won't disclose who I talked to about it. But I think that for that South Alabama game, there's going to be a return of a certain um, of a certain timeout uh, uh, promotion or, or happening that goes on during a timeout. You, do you remember surfing with Seymour? I do. Yeah. I think that's coming back. I think the targeted date is versus that South Alabama. So those of you who want to see that come out. Um, the person I talked to happens to be dragging their feet on it. Um, I guarantee you they know about it. So go ahead and make a little noise. That's right. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. But anyway, man, um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of all that I had as far as uh, getting this first episode out there. Um, and it, it, listeners, I think it's going to go something like that with some of those uh, different segment segments uh, mixed in throughout. But we are going to keep some things the same. So uh, it's the beginning of the new year, but this is where we do the shout-out segment. So, Patrick, do you have any shout-outs and or New Year's resolutions? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. Um, let's I'm good see. at that. Um, man. Shout-outs. I got to go with uh, with our good friend, good friend of the show, Matt Rockwell. It was good to see him. Uh, I know mm-hmm. his wife, Kimberly, wasn't feeling well, but I, I know that uh, he makes that trip down from Madison a lot and has been in Reed Green a lot lately. And so I know I make that drive a lot for work uh, as well. It's, uh, you know, that 49 North out of Hattiesburg is kind of dull and boring uh you know you can find you a good podcast to listen to <clears throat> and um <laughs> and he makes the drive a little easier so a huge shout out to matt we've become really good friends uh really through the show and through you guys and the roost and um had a good time uh during the two lane game and uh looking forward to 2023 and uh everything that that happens uh in the roost and gosh new year's resolutions man um I don't know. I feel like I really, I've got to get, I've got to get back. Uh, I, I was really, you know, you're, you're a runner and doing these five K's and, and uh, anybody that knows me knows if, if somebody with a foodie segment, obviously is not going to be a runner. Um, so <laughs> throw that out there. Uh, but I do, I do try to, you know, balance everything out and uh, try to get moving and stuff like that. It definitely helps the golf game. So as much uh, holiday food and sweets and stuff as I ate, I definitely got to get moving again. I, uh, something I enjoy doing, getting up early and getting moving and getting good sweat in before the work day. And so looking forward to to that. So always trying to challenge myself, uh, kind of do that and, and get ready, uh, you know, for the spring and the summer. Um. And I will give some shout-outs as well. Uh, saw Jamie Arrington out of the game on Saturday. It's the first game that he's been to at Reed Green. Um, I know since at least last year, uh, Jamie and I used to sit together, right? Um, right. Used to drive together to the games. Um, and so it was nice to see Jamie. He came out, kind of surprised me. I, I, I let him know that we were going to be doing the tailgate, but uh, he came out and joined right in. So that was it's always good to see him. I mean, he's the godfather. Of, of lots of shit, man. He's like the of Hub City Comedy, yep. and uh, uh, to the Top Talk podcast, and um, I mean, he just does so many things for the city, and, and I I completely latched onto that, and just was along for the ride, and it was it was cool. So it was good to see Jamie out there. You mentioned Rock made the drive down. Uh, the Carvers and the Grants came out to tailgate. Uh, the, the littlest of all of our tailgaters was little Emmett. 
um, which is uh, Emmett Grant um, and Lauren and uh, Reagan's. Damn, almost forgot their names. Lauren and Reagan's uh, first child. Yep, yep. So he's been to two games so far. The two that were last week, and he's two and zero. So we got to keep a little Emmett coming out. No pressure, um, Reagan. Yeah. No pressure at all. Uh, Santa was out there. Good, just good time seeing everybody, man. Dylan Berdo, almost forgot about him, even though it's written down right here. Dylan Berdo, um, saw him at Reed Green in one of the long lines at the concession stand, which is kind of crappy, <laughs> but also kind of cool because there's lots of people in them. Um, yeah. it was, he's a Golden Eagle great, and uh, great to see those guys coming back around. That's always good to see, man. So, anyway, Patrick, that's all I got. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to let people know right before we do the famous sign-off? Man, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we reiterate that uh, that email address one more time. Uh, so, again, if you wanted to join that kind of mailbag, uh, you know, if you have a question for us, you have something you want us to talk about, uh, some kind of segment that you're interested in doing a top five or, or you're curious or have a question or want to sponsor uh, an episode, anything like that, uh, throw it in there. It's to the top talk at gmail.com. And uh, don't be afraid to reach out and send us, shoot us a DM on pretty much every social uh, network out there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram were probably monitored the most. Um, so again, if you if you need something from us, or we can or we can do something, or you want to see something, uh, let us know. And again, that's to the top talk at gmail.com. And like I said, I'm I'm honored to be sitting in this chair and excited to see uh, where we go. Awesome, me too. Uh, well, hey, hope you guys enjoyed it. It's the uh, first year. It's the first show with Pilo and and me. Uh, it's the first show of 2023. The show is still going strong. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi. Put you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg. Never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football but southern mississippi is a whole lot better than you when the football season is over and done here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one 
Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 